Welcome. This is Andrew Schechter, host of Politically Incorrect Podcast on EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media every Thursday night. Today we have a return special guest that I'm sure all of our regulars will recognize immediately. But prior to that, we have to stop for a moment for prayer. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we pray for our for the for all of those who are suffering at the border. We pray for those whose where the government and others have completely ignored them as though they are trash. We pray that they may see the light and find their way back to civilization, back to humanity, that, that all those that are helping them might be safe and be able to guide them to sort safety and security with your great, mighty powers, almighty powers. We pray in your name. Amen. Tonight, we have a, uh, our special guest once again, and it's Butterfly, our great border protector who has uh, devoted most of her recent life, I guess, to being you know, helping people uh, that are in need, especially children and, and uh, those that are crossing the border and being utilized for trafficking uh, of various sorts. And uh, let's have, can we have an update? Uh, Butterfly, when you're updating, maybe you can let us know what Joe Biden's doing anything to help the situation down there. And go ahead. It's all yours. Okay. Well, the name you just said never does anything to help the situation. He does everything to destroy the situation. Thus, what the regime is is doing, right? Destroy America, destroy human lives, use use people as weapons, start wars, have us fighting against each other. So he's he, he, he's doing his job well. <laughs> um. So I've been at the border for um, several weeks now. And uh, they have uh, finely tuned and oiled their trafficking. What they've done is where regularly I go down there and people are, are walking up and down the border wall. A lot of children where I'm at, mostly, mostly children. I'll have children all day long. Sometimes they're with a single mom. Other women are involved. Um, cartel coyotes appearing to be children sometimes are with them. And sometimes whole families. And my job is to um, step in as much as I can with child trafficking, with veterans on patrol and walking for the Forgotten Ministries. So we uh, do as we do. We make sure that they have Bibles with information that they're taken care of, food, water, clothes. Um, just like I said, their needs are taken care of. And then we, um, we go from there. Um, we follow up. We follow through. Check on them. So I came down this time and uh, all the holes are closed up, hole four not as well. New holes have been opened up. Um, they seem to be doing work on the wall. I was a little frustrated trying to figure out why a wall that just went up a few years ago needs so much maintenance. They got to keep cutting sections out. But um, they say that the construction people that I talked to had said it's because of um, the ground and the rains and something that they're working on. So um, there's an encampment um, so many, on the other side of Fresno. So we're going to go, uh, the encampment's probably 15, between 15 and 20 miles east of Port of Entry at Sassabee, Arizona location. So we're in a different spot. Um, upon getting to the, the area over there is a well actually mediaized um, spot for an encampment. We came upon the encampment and there was a lot of immigrants there. Um, our focus was first on the children. 
And the question was, are there any children? We're here to make sure they get to safety. Some mothers with children said, yes, we have children. We would love that. Thank you. And they came to our vehicle. And uh, next thing I know, I am surrounded with immigrants looking for a, a safety net. Can Yes, can you make sure I safely get where I need to go? Can you call my family and let them know that I'm okay, I've made it, and I will be home shortly? So we, I had, had two amazing translators down there, uh, Jennifer and Joshua. And Jennifer came down and spoke beautiful Spanish and really ministered to the people. And uh, we were able to get a lot of numbers, a lot of children's information, a lot of women, some men, some families. And uh, and it went really well that first day. Um, this was about the beginning of January. Uh, went on getting back to our, our location, our camp. Um, with the, these phone numbers were called. And people were alerted that that the sponsors were alerted, the families were alerted that people were on the way and things were looking pretty good. Um, we weren't getting a lot of trafficking sponsors that we could tell it was mostly family. Um, now, for those through the weeks, we found out that um, some of the kids were getting mass vaccinated. They were getting up to 10 shots, even if they were previously vaccinated and they were getting very sick. Uh, we had a couple of kids go missing for a while um we were able to locate them and get them safely in contact with their family we were also um one child uh axel um among other children but one that had previously that came through at that time uh just recently um a, a guy who came down to uh volunteer went and did a welfare child check and our donors got together and we sent him some money. He took the mom out. The uh, Axel was at school, got him shoes, got him clothes, got him milk, food, got his needs met and got to see he was in a safe place. He was being cared for. So that's the that's report of our first day there. The second time we went there was a little bit more uh, hard. It was very awkward. There was some hostility. People were kind of hiding from us, but we were still able to minister and to a few of them. And we did. Uh, the third day was even worse. The people were hiding from us. Um, one girl came up. Uh, I have an apothecary. She came up to get some care for an issue and also wanted a Bible. And uh, and then she said, oh, my gosh, I think they're watching me. And she went and she went and uh, she ran away. Okay, so and also at that time, um, Jennifer went to go give a seven-year-old a Bible, and one of the people there, the Samaritans, and no more deaths are the ones running this camp. So one of the Samaritans pushed the seven-year-old child out of the way, says you cannot take. Anything from them, they're not a part of the government. And um, and she said that in Spanish. Well, my translator told her in Spanish, it's just a color book and some crayons. And uh, we are part of a ministry. And yes, we're not a part of the government. We, we are not. Um, so, so with that said, hold on, I got to get out of here. Um. So with that said, we left. 
we left and we went to uh, our encampment. Um, we're still making phone calls. We're still checking on people. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, I had to move away from that location. It was really loud. And uh, um, <laughs> I lost track of what I was saying. As we were checking in on people, we were finding out about the vaccinations. We were finding out that, that children were um, being detained and being told you will never see your mother unless you get these vaccinations. The vaccinations are making them sick. The Samaritans are pushing us out of the camp. The next thing we know, we end up in a, uh, the, the camp's empty. Nobody's there. So we would show up and I decided to be polite. So we would show up and we would clean we would clean up. We uh, we got garbage sacks. We would help clean up the area. And then uh, um, I'd politely tell the Samaritans and the no more deaths. This is, our, you know, we're here to share the gospel and we're here to make sure people make it to safety, that there's no human trafficking, that these children are going to be OK. And that's the exchange of the information. And I shared praise reports with them of the kids we've been able to find, the kids we've been able to help in hopes that we could find somewhere to agree with each other. And then I, I, so we kept cleaning up garbage and just doing God's ministry. And uh, I went back to camp and I, and an informant got a hold of me and said, Butterfly, you need to know the Samaritans are telling the cartels to make sure the kids do not talk to you. The Samaritans are telling, are threatening anybody at the camp that if they do, talk to you I, I mean basically there's you can't talk to them they're bad stay away from them you're not allowed to talk to them uh and they're mocking you behind their back and then in the meantime the samaritans and, and no more deaths moved their camp to where i couldn't find them so i could not stand in the way of the traffic line i tried beyond everything i had to get along with them i i kept showing up day after day and ultimately they were making sure the, the traffic line continued. So th this is what it boiled down to. We were watching the Samaritans grab truckloads of people from all over, immigrants that were on the road and bringing them into camp. And then I'm also finding out that there's encampments going all the way up through Mexico and Central America. Are you hearing me okay? Okay. And uh, I... I realized these encampments, although praise the Lord, there's food, there's water, there's shelter, and there's clothing for them to pick from is a place of control. And that the, the Samaritans, the Catholic charities, the no more deaths, the cartels and the border patrol were all working together. I'd see the Samaritans get into border patrol vehicles. I would see the Samaritans go and pick up groups of immigrants and bring them back and then threaten them that they could not receive a Bible from me or any uh, health care from my apothecary or um, give me information so I could follow up. Um, it was all right there. I, I, it's a well-oiled machine of human trafficking. These people are all being used. These people don't realize when the cartels tearing their villages and towns down and they're running towards the open borders that they might as well be on a train going to Auschwitz. There's nothing for them here. There's no jobs. There's no health care. There's no they might get a motel room for a while, but they're going to get kicked out. And it seems to me from what I've seen also, they're warehousing them in high schools now. Um, 
So there, there's something going on here. This is just pure human uh, trafficking. Also, a woman at my camp that was volunteering said her husband is Latino. And in their state, Latinos are automatically registered as Democratic. And when they get their ballot, there's only Democrat uh, people on the ballots. There's no Republicans at all. When she would call in and say, listen, we're registered Republicans, they would drop them completely from the voters' ability to vote. So she would finally fight through it and they would send more ballots. And once again, it was only Democrats on the ballots, period. So we already see where that's going. These people are being used. They are, they're having it held over their head. You will never become an American. You will never get help unless you do what we say. The cartels are threatening them all the way up. And then the Samaritans are on both sides, Mexico and here, working with the cartels 100%. No more deaths working with the cartels. And as long as they keep people in their camps, they can traffic them through and use them here until they're not worth anything and then just get rid of them. Also, do not forget these people are coming through, a lot of them owing the cartel 5000 give or take, per person. If they don't find a job and they can't pay that, what are they going to do? They're going to turn to criminals. When we're sharing the gospel, we're giving them hope in Jesus Christ. Because if you end up in a bad situation, sometimes your faith is going to be what sees you through. We are, we are against open borders. We are against terrorists and criminals and horrible people coming through. We're against human trafficking. But the borders are open and that's happening. So we're sharing the gospel. We're breaking down water stations. We're flushing the criminals out. We're calling the border patrol when the criminals, when we catch them. I've been a part of that. I've been a part of every bit of operations in veterans on patrol. Um, I had a guy come through. He, him and his wife were from uh, Palestine. Uh, they were Palestinians from Egypt. And they came through. We were being very um, held back from the ch women and children. Samaritans were being really rough. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna, before I get to him, w this is the operation that happened last night. Uh, we had two out on the border. Border Patrol came up um, and they followed Border Patrol. There was a bunch of people there. So they went about to hand out the gospel, the ministering. And at first, everything was fine. And then another Border Patrol agent came up and she said, nope. And she started taking Bibles and throwing it back at my volunteers. Um, these volunteers were like, hey, you know, what's, we're just sharing the gospel. This is what we're doing. And nope, nope, nope. And then the other Border Patrol joined in. So then they went down to the camp last night. Once down there, the Samaritans were rough and tough. They were physically going after, verbally going after these volunteers so they ended up going back to camp and grabbing the translator brought her out this is this is late in the night um it's freezing cold they, they said are there children no there's no children there's none here these are just men here they're they're mad um she was able our translator was able to minister to a few people and the Samaritans were shining flashlights in their face and saying, do not talk to them. They are not a part of the government. Do not trust them. Do not talk to them and scaring the immigrants away. Um, they shared as much as they could. It got very violent. And so my volunteers left. They went up the line. And uh, about so many miles and ran into some men that were sitting there at the wall, shivering and freezing. It's, it's cold in the desert at night. 
And these men said the women and children, their families were taken from them in the trucks and brought up to the campsite and that they were left there. Uh, the volunteers ministered to their care, tried to get them warm, tried to give them some water, some needs met, called Border Patrol. Border Patrol said, not our problem. If they can make it to camp, then maybe they'll live. So, um, that I mean, that, and that was miles. They're miles from the encampment here. So we've got, so we've, we've infiltrated, we've ticked them off and we have seen enough to document and prove that this is a well-oiled machine, that the Catholic charities, the Samaritans, the, um, no more deaths and the cartels and the border patrol are all working together. We've seen them jump in and out of the different vehicles. We've seen the Samaritans jump into, um, uh, border patrol vehicles as well. And then the last part I was going to say is I had a man come through and we ended up having an awesome conversation. He's from Palestine or he was a Palestinian from Egypt. And long story short, you can go on my YouTube and watch it says uh, Egyptian Palestinian conversation. He said to me, I am here to share what's going on in my country. I was put under false pretenses as a quote, quote, terrorist from in my country into prison for years. He said, they have children in these prisons that are dying. He says these prisons are very small, very cold, very dark, dark, no light for years. These children are dying in there. He says, I am actually here in this country because I want people to know what's going on. And I'm looking for justice. I'm trying to understand what is happening here. Awesome conversation. Awesome man, him and his beautiful wife. And, uh, after a conversation, um, I, we ministered to him, talked to him, gave him Bibles, prayed with them. Border Patrol showed up. They walked over with the other immigrants to Border Patrol. And immediately some other people came in, uh, very right wing uh, media, which is it was too far right because they came in rudely um, and they got in this guy's face and got in his wife's face. And he said, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm here for. You you know, I'm famous. And he went off. And and that was totally taken out of context. It was edited and made him look like a terrorist. I can't say what anybody's heart is, but I can say I had my phone in my pocket and, and our whole conversation was 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 documented, unedited. And I shared that on my YouTube. So my thing is, yes, terrorists are coming through. Yes, criminals are coming through. But there is a casualties of war and there are human beings and uh, unfortunately, we didn't open up the walls. We didn't allow this. But, but be careful when you're pushing a narrative. That's I, I was very frustrated with that. Um, when I meet somebody, when I tell them I'm going to make sure they get somewhere safely, I, I they're under my protective care. And if they turn out to be a criminal, I will turn them in. But I just watched that happen. And I, I was very frustrated about that. So. Ultimately, um, people were harassed last night. They were asked, are you butterfly? Are you butterfly? And I was not there for that. Um, the other volunteers were there for that. Thank God we've got a few boots on the ground. We need more boots on the ground. This is in full swing. We're taking down something big. I'm sorry. God is taking down something big. And he needs his boots on the ground to do it. So, of course, 509 263 Four six one two. That is my personal number. Call or message me. If you are feeling led by God to get involved, now is the time. 
Um, operations are being put together. God's making something happen, but he can only make it happen by how many of his people show up to do something about it. Well, supposedly a convoy of vehicles have come down there. So there's people ready and, and willing, I hope in Jesus name. Info.vop, veterans on patrol, VOP at protonmail.com. Um, that's our supply. Or if you have any questions, Lewis is up running around checking on kids. He's uh, been able to minister to quite a few of our border children, check, uh, do welfare child checks. He rode the bus completely across America on God's dime. Um, we have some praise reports of some kids that are okay. They got, they got food, clothes, their needs met. We were able to get a lot of documentation as people went through these government agencies and Catholic charities and all that of how they're being treated, what's going on. Um, the threats continue on this human traffic line. and uh, But God's using us to make a difference. So anybody who's available... Just like I said, now's the time. Call or text me or the info.vop at protonmail.com to be involved in any way. So, so Butterfly, the um, people that are interested in the helping now, just statistically, about one in a hundred people who hear my podcast are going to say, yeah, I might be interested in one in a thousand might consider going to the border. And it might be 10 times that they would actually do it. And you know that for a fact as well. So those one in a hundred that we can actually capture that want to do something that don't want to go down to the border and don't want to get that heavily involved in that manner. What can they provide veterans on patrol? What can they provide you and how can they provide that to be able to help you down there accomplish your task? I've got some people down there that need um, gas cards and gift cards. They need to pay for their propane. They need to pay for the gas. They are driving through rough, rough terrain. And they are driving through, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive back around here and drop my dog off. Sorry about the noise. They are, um, they need the gas. They So if you hit me up, I, I can also give you a direct link for them personally to get uh, Cash App or Venmo or something money. There is a little town down, down close by. They can fill up their tanks and continue their missions. They can't keep running up and down. These roads are treacherous. This is four-wheeling. <laughs> this it, it's pretty rough. So um they need they they need the gas. Um I can keep people down there and working if their needs are met. If they're then they don't need to run home and go back to work. Um I've got people ready to stay as long as needed. I hopefully um, at least for the next couple of weeks. And that's still a skeleton crew. We still need more. But um, I could I could set you up to, uh, um, yeah, yeah, help, help out the volunteers. And then, of course, um, the, the supply requests and the prayer warriors. Huge amount of prayer. This, this is dangerous. God's got us. He's covering us. He's protecting us. But the prayers still matter. We still add those in. So our prayer warriors being on their knees for the situation. So in all, we have a lot of uh, listeners who have prayer groups, uh, who have websites that have prayer groups. And, and so I, I reaching out to you in, on Butterfly's behalf. You know, please do pray for them down there because, you know, and, and pray for the ones coming across the border. I, I keep trying to tell my listeners that, you know, there's, they're human beings, they're people, 90%, I, and tell me, if get, correct me if I'm wrong, 
80 to 90 percent coming across are good human beings they're being pushed in the wrong direction but they are good human beings that are trying to find a better life they don't understand that america is not the place to do that but they're good human beings and they don't deserve to be treated the way they are am i correct i'm butterfly in that there's only a small percentage that are actually the real hardened criminals and a lot of those are the ones that are are doing the transport across the borders if if i if i'm hearing up things you've been saying up to this point yes uh, the location where i'm at and i've i've had quite a few terrorists come through don't get me wrong a lot of guys in camo come through Mm -hmm. but um when i'm meeting with people it's usually um i gotta let my dog out when i'm it's usually um women children a lot of children one second and while she while she's letting the the dog out i'll just say that this is an absolute noble effort that very few people could uh, suffer through I, i have to use the word suffer through it's a it's a hardship for for her and for her crew and and I'm you know really uh, uh, proud of what of what she and her crew are doing down there. So please please do do support her. We're gonna we're gonna need to close up. You have some final words for us, Butterfly, and then we'll close up. Yeah. Um. So literally, we are working on God's behalf. Um. This is a fight between good and evil. So we can spend our days surviving and making excuses, or we can get involved. I have left my my family, my children um, upon God's calling times I don't want to leave. I'll have a brand new grandbaby and my daughter needs me. But when my father calls me, I go because one day when I face him, I'm gonna, I want to be able to say every time you knocked at my door and said, follow me, I went. I didn't make an excuse because God has us where he has us over and over and over again. I find myself directly where I know I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And then he will, and then children will come in my direction. Something will come in my direction that if I wasn't where I was, it would have went unnoticed. For every child that we pull off the traffic line, for every human being that we help, that is a person, that is a ministry, that is a gift, that is a jewel in heaven, that's a hug. When we get up there after we see Jesus and he says, well done, that good faithful servant, that's somebody running up saying, oh my gosh, if he didn't show up. The biggest thing we want to be able to say is not that I lived on this planet Earth and survived it, but I did what I was called to do to the best of my ability. And God worked some miracles through. This has been three years that I've been doing this. This is a five-day drive there and back. Um, God has covered me. There's been real hardships, but you know what happens out of the hardships? God grows us in character. I am mightier and better for following my father, and he takes care of me. I can be down to my last blueberry, and somebody's going to show up with groceries. Sometimes people just walk up and say, here's 50 bucks. And I'm like, well, I'm not even on the border. And they're like, God told me to give it to you. And my God's like, daughter, let me bless you. Thank you. You're you're going to see a different way. We are dot. We are indoctrinated to a way of living on this planet, which is go to work for the man, uh, make your way, retire if you can, and uh, survive life because they keep raising the taxes. God's right there saying, I got something better for you, but it's not going to fit in your indoctrinated thoughts. You're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you're going to have to walk like Elijah. You're going to have to walk like Noah. You're going to have to walk like David. And you're going to have to trust me that I fight the wars, but you just got to look at me 
and know that I got you by the hand and all I need you to do is show up where I put you. And what a beautiful eternity and and grateful gift that's going to be. Butterfly praise okay, Jesus. Hold on. Somebody's after my dog. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's my dog. No, it's me. It's Tony. Oh. No, no, no. It's oh, okay. Kidding, but I didn't know if you're doing your thing. Okay. <laughs> interviews. Okay. No, sorry about that. I thought so. I, well, I saw a white van grow up and somebody say, here, baby. And I thought, uh, oh, my know, gosh. You never you never know. It happens a lot. The dogs get get a, you know, people <laughs> dogs. Butterfly, right. praise Jesus. And you're doing a great job. And I hope my my listeners will pass the podcast. I mean, the interview rather on the others so that they may listen to you as well. Keep up the good work. Always welcome back on our on our uh, channels. And, and we'd love to hear the updates. Just let let us know. We'll be glad to get you back on. You have a great evening. Amen. Thanks again. Amen. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you.